Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. In the name of the Lord, and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, Linktree, and you can listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, American Social Justice Doctrine. Today, after decades of pushing Marxist thought, it is a war fought on the streets and in the political realm. While to those rebelling, it is welcome change. To those who love America and its constitution with the Bill of Rights, it is oppression, control, and the end of the nation. Do not miss this post. Christian discipleship meat, not milk. While our country passes along its daily work and blasphemes against the Lord and the righteousness, wickedness is on the alert and attacks daily. For the latest posts on warn-usa.com, do not miss this post, Tyre's Burden, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 1 on Battle Lines, I mean Part 41 on Battle Lines. Due to transgressions amidst pride that blinded the people, trouble came. They had also forgotten the brotherly covenant according to Amos. Do not miss this post, Evangelism Challenges Gospel Classic at Warren Radio. Evangelism Challenges, Gospel Music, Warren Radio greets these perilous times as nations once formerly closed to the gospel have found the gospel. Do not miss this post, Logos, Gospel's Redemptive Inheritance of the Saints, Part 3 on Sound the Shofar. Unbelief can be driven away by the full redemptive power of the Lord Jesus Christ who redeems men and puts his heart in them. This is the beginning of a journey that brings all the children of God unto the Father. And be sure to get your book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. It's a Christian fiction thriller. The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. And dark forces are plotting to bring this country into the globalist new order. 
And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren radio newsletter by going to DanaGlynSmith.com where you can visit our Christian books and resource shops where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another Friday edition of Sound the Shofar. The show where we have a more relaxed, comfortable, easygoing format. Today we begin a new series. This one is in time affliction survival practice. This particular part one is introduction and overcomers. It's very important when we talk about practice, and in the church we have a lot of practice. Matter of fact, the pastoral epistles provide practice, biblical guidance. But you see, there's things we do today because we are a Western civilization called America. And God has blessed this nation and we had churches and great revivals everywhere. But if you get in places and, you know, around the world, today they are in deep, intense persecution. You can't do things... As usual, if you do, you're going to die. So you've got to find those practices and put them into place. Now, a long time ago, Tower and I made up our minds and our hearts that we were going to believe God. Literally, we used to talk about the miracles. And that we were going to believe God no matter what. Even if perchance the miracle may not occur as we would expect it. We expect God's deliverance. But within the confines of that, we also have another important thing to understand. Revelation 12.11. This this defines the overcomer. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, 
the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. The first one, overcoming by the blood of the Lamb occurs when you receive the Lord in John 1. You're born of the Spirit in John 3. Having thoroughly repented of your sins, Revelation, I mean uh, Romans 3 through 7, you can read it. You can find out about repentance there. 1 John 1, walking in the light as he is in the light. And that section also reveals forgiveness of sins. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Through Christ, we cannot overcome without Christ. By the word of their testimony, he that confesses me before men, I will confess before the Father and his angels. He that denies me before men, I will deny him before the Father and his angels. And they love not their lives unto the death. Whosoever loses their life for my sake in the gospel shall find it. Now these are the parameters we look at today. And in the scope of end-time affliction and survival practice, you know, during the Roman Empire, there were some ten eras of persecution of Christians. Now, in the beginning, before Christianity, of course, they didn't have that. But then, through the uh, ministry of the apostles, including Paul, a great wave of Christianity spread through the Roman Empire and the known world. And, of course, all the pagans in the world of the Goyim, the Gentiles, they made money. Like the example in Ephesians where the goddess Diana was made into a silver idol. And they, these guys would sell it and make money and living, so... The only problem when people got saved and the Lord delivered them, and we're talking heals, healings, signs, and wonders, the goddess Diana didn't do any of that. So they began to become upset because how could they make money and live? So this persecution began in that kind of arena. But it got real bad. Trajan and others... Nero, they were just brutal. And so the Christians 
While they had been meeting in many houses, they would meet alongside the river. They would meet wherever they could meet. They didn't have any so-called church building. They did have the temple that, you know, in the beginning, the Jews who had believed were messianic were going into the temple. Paul went into the temple. All the apostles did, and that's where they testified. But eventually, it was impossible for them to go into the temple. And so, they would meet in houses, and Acts shows that. For a long time, we thought China didn't even have any Christians, truly, way back when. And it wasn't until Nixon thawed the relationship with China that over time we found there was a church there, a big church. And they met in individual homes. When I was in Bible school, we had koinonia groups. Practicing what the apostles did. What they did in Acts. It was a big thing back then. Not so much today, I don't think. Maybe it is. It is worldwide. And so, these Christians got to the point where they, of course, they didn't have any organized churches. And where they, when they met in houses, they were discovered. So they went underground because persecution was severe. In the catacombs under Rome. And... Yet they were still discovered and the Romans sought them out under different emperors. And they were slaughtered. We all know about that. You know, I was watching a survival episode many years ago of Bear Gryllis, who's a Christian. And he was over in Turkey. He was walking along a river he had found. He had been in the desert, kind of. And he pointed up above some rocks. You couldn't even you couldn't even reach him uh, where he was looking. And he's a great climber, so he climbed up in there and he found this catacomb of tunnels. <clears throat> And uh, he, he was pointing out the various aspects, their fire pits and various things. And he said this was where the Christians hid out from persecution. They had water running. In order to get to them, you had to climb up. Of course, when they were doing it, they, they would have a rope or something more than likely that they had made. Then they would pull it up for safety. 
But these, these catacombs they made were so extensive that the reasoning was is that when those armies who came to look for them, to kill them, they would follow these tunnels way back in. They had carved them way back in there. And he says, it is so complex you can't even find your way out. But these Christians knew. And they'd get clear back in there and they would stay safe. Now that's how they did it. Now that is survival practice. And see, today we are in our churches and that's fine. Be in your churches. And the church is great, not because of the building, but because of the spirit of the Lord in the believers. When you have a revival and you're meeting together, you have an evangelist comes in, it's the Spirit of God. And when that group of people are, you know, in unison worshiping the Lord and seeking Him, the Spirit of the Lord will bless mightily. It's not the building, it's because of the people. We are the church. The temple of God is within us because of the Spirit of God, which inhabits us. And when we praise him, it literally inhabits, he inhabits the praises of, of the people who praise him. It is also very clear that his Spirit then bears witness with our spirit that we are the child of God. We know the Lord. We know the presence of his spirit. We see miracles, signs and wonders. And in my life I have seen miracles and signs and wonders. So when persecution comes, for instance, if you're in Nigeria and you're out in the bush, you're in a small little village, the Fulani or Boko Haram who are the worst culprits, they know you're going to meet on this date and this day. Well, in the West, it's, you know, in America, you know, the the favorite times, of course, was Sunday and Wednesday night. And so, if you're a group of Christians and you got it advertised on the front of your church, they know when to find you. They know where to find you. And they know you're all sitting down in pews worshiping the Lord and you're the doors to the sanctuary when you are that way, worshiping, is open. People come and go. The front door is open. They can come in. Anybody can come in and shoot you dead. And we've had a number of those things in America. Now what I'm telling you, church is that we need to be smarter about this. I've seen one pastor, after some shootings, he keeps a gun up in the pulpit. We don't need a gun in the pulpit. We need the anointing of the Lord. Now, I'll tell you what a native pastor said. And he said, it's very simple. 
When we have a meeting, we pray about it. We don't tell anybody anything. And if you're connected to the Lord and have the Spirit of the Lord and you pray, you'll know where that is. <laughs> yeah, in America, we'd probably have a lot of people that wouldn't have the foggiest idea where to go. Because we don't pray like these brethren do. Our Father who art in heaven, you go through that, well, I prayed today. No, you haven't prayed today. Now, that's a good prayer to pray. But, I mean, you need to pray through. You need to reach through and grab a hold of, as we say, the horns of the altar and don't let go. So these are examples of survival practice. Even Christ wouldn't go into Jewry, J-E-W-R-Y. Because they wanted to kill him. So he went in outlying areas. It plainly states that. He told his apostles, if they persecute you in this area, go somewhere else. There's nothing in Scripture that tells you to stay in your churches when you have gunmen that know how to find you. We are to be wise as serpents, but we're not serpents. But we're to be wise as these people. And harmless as doves. Because it's Christ who is the power. Nevertheless, these are some of the things when we talk about survival practice. You see, overcomers, those individuals in Christ Jesus, which face troubles, trials, and tribulation. Now, if you're a Christian and don't have tribulation, then, you know, that could be an alarm right there. Because we're in the world, we're not of the world. We're not to be friends with the world. For friendship with the world is an enmity with God or against God. It runs contrary to the Lord. But see, we are American Christians, so we have rubbed up against prosperity and abundance and blessing. Now, when I was raised, I can look back and see the blessing. And I went to church. I was real little, and Mom and Dad got me in there. I was baptized in the Methodist church. But once I, God called me out, revealed himself to me, I truly became born again. I got rebaptized. A pool dunk. And that lit us on fire like nobody's business.
because the Spirit of God was within me. But see, Christ plainly says, in the world you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If you're a Christian and you never have trouble, you know, I don't know of any human being, even the rich, that don't have trouble. You see, many people work hard to get rich, thinking their troubles are going to be over. But if you look at the people that are rich, and I mean Hollywood and others that are rich, they got problems, they got issues. Money does not solve your issues. But you see, there's a lot of fruits that go with knowing the Lord. See, so in the world, we will have tribulation. And there's another thing. We can have peace. See, and you say you're weak. Well, that's good. Because in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. In Christ, we can have peace. When he was speaking on these issues, he said, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And those just aren't words, because he is the powerful Lord, the I Am, the resurrection and the life. When he went to resurrect Lazarus, the women, you know, they knew he could. They knew he would in the resurrection. The Jews knew about the resurrection. They all knew about it. And they knew that this was the Messiah. And so they believed in him. But when he came, well, he had been dead for three days. His body had been decaying. And he told him that he would rise again. And they said, well, we know he will in the resurrection. And then Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. See, that's the key. He can raise the dead. And that's what he did with Lazarus. And that was the reason that Lazarus went through this. A demonstration of the resurrection and the life that flows from Christ. And you know, I've read testimony, numerous testimonies of people who laid dead. And these are over overseas in other countries, persecuted, people killed. I remember in one case, I think this was Nigeria, yeah. And uh, this preacher got caught by his enemies and they killed him. They buried him. 
But he wasn't dead. He <laughs> he got out and went to his house. You know, there's dirt on him. He had been gone. They knew that he had been missing. Hi, how y'all doing? I've been dead. I got out of a grave. Oh, yeah, sure you have. <laughs> but you see, Christ can do that. He can resurrect you from the dead. Like he did Lazarus. And we can also become martyrs. But see, through the Spirit of God and God's Word, we are overcomers. Because of Christ and what he has done. You can't avail yourself of the Spirit of God or God's word as God intended without the redemption found in Christ. And I think it's so neat to be out there in the middle of nowhere like Bear was in Turkey and come across a place where Christians were hiding out. And all the little things that they had done there to live a life safe. But today, we have Christians in Africa. And of course, they were one to the Lord. Many of them, you know, let's put it this way. In the beginning, missionaries went there. They heard the gospel. And then the real power in the gospel is through the native pastors reaching their own people. Missionaries are an arm to help them. Samaritan's Purse and others are an arm to help people and equip them so they can do what God had called them to do. And that includes living a life and being happy. Having your Lord take care of you, enjoying the world, enjoying his creation. That's part of it too. But see, when you get in Nigeria, these Christians in these targeted areas, there's there's a resolution, or let's say resolute people. that they will be martyred. I remember covering Egypt a long time ago in our shows when it was really bad over there, and it's still not the best. And they interviewed uh, one of the Coptic priests, the, the leaders there, and he says, well, we, we know we're going to be martyred. We live with that every day. And, and we're okay with that. If we're martyred, we're with the Lord. Now, look at American Christian. Well, you know, Lord, I know you're coming, but, you know, don't do it right away. I've got a new house, and, you know, things are going real well. We're paying the bills off, and the kids are going to go to college. So, uh, you know, put it off. We do, <laughs> we do that in America. And it's kind of humorous because we of all people should know the scripture. And we don't guard ourselves because many times because uh, we're so used to it. And that's why riches 
And I had a talk with a native pastor many years ago in India. And uh, <clears throat> he was a good guy. And he was he was saying that we were talking about Christianity in America. And a lot of them believe that, that America is the bastion of Christianity. Well, no more, because it's obviously not. We've got entire generations that are pagans here, Satan worshipers, far from God. America is no longer a Christian nation. And it could be said we never were. But we had a majority of Christians. We had a lot of missionaries going out. So in that avenue, we were. But he was saying, you know, we thought that. But then they found out that Christianity in America was a mile wide and an inch deep. There was no roots. And so they started praying for persecution for American Christians so they'd draw closer to the Lord. And so I, I told him, I says, well, you know, when we talk about it, you know, being rich is really, really one of the worst things. Because it's nice to be rich, but it causes many hurtful lusts and troubles. And see, the thing of it is, is you don't want to be poor either because that also causes trouble. You want to be provided for and live happily. Be content with such things as you have. But in America, we strive. And here, money is a key. But see, right now, you look at money, we're so far in debt because of the Democrats now. And it's and it's been raising all the way, you know, a Democrat and Republican. But Joe Biden and the Democrats and their green agenda have threw it over the top. And they're convinced that the green agenda will save America or the world. Well, you know, I have a word for all of those. You know, global warming is coming from the sun. The sun is responsible for global warming. A NASA scientist came out, what was it, a month and a half ago, because of uh, Biden and all the liberal speak on uh, global warming and how they need to do things to stop it. And, and of course, that's leading up to this green agenda they passed. And he said, no, it's coming from coming from the sun. Well, they didn't listen to him. Nobody did. Just like they didn't listen to a lot of them regarding COVID. The scientists. The doctors that knew. Like Dr. Malone and others. Many others. Many others. Who warned about the COVID shot. Now they've come out and said the COVID, the COVID shot does not stop COVID. But yet you still have colleges and others that are requiring a COVID shot. Matter of fact, it causes trouble, death. At any rate, that's neither here nor there, but that is an important point. And that's why I'm talking about it in regard to global warming. 
Peter talks about global warming in his epistle. Seeing that the world is going to be destroyed by fire. What manner of men should you be in all holy conversation? Yeah, seeing the world's going to burn up one day. Don't you think you need to fear God? Don't you think you need to watch what you're doing? Today we're talking about a new series. This is the introduction, part one. In Time Affliction Survival Practice. I want to take a moment also to talk about our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Check them out. Many years ago, when I was writing even more, I did a lot of news, a lot of other things. And... Uh, we don't do news. It, we will mention it on the shows maybe. But I don't have full articles on the news. We have we have articles that are in-depth biblical articles on various topics with a lot of scripture. And we do relate it to what's going on. Other times we won't. It'll be an article researched, and it'll bring a point out. And that's why when you go by DanaGlinsmith.com or Warren-USA.com, you'll find a biblical site. Has a lot of in-depth. We have a lot of in-depth series of teachings on our websites. Go up in the nav bar and you'll find a lot of them. And we have a lot of them that we've done over the years that no longer exist except in my deep archives that I have. So check out warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com, read the articles, listen to the shows, tell your friends. Make sure they know. These are hard-hitting articles. These aren't 800 words. The articles I write go anywhere from 2,500 to 5,000 easily. So check it out. In time affliction, survival practice, overcomers. John sixteen thirty three, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I'll tell you these. These believers in Christ Jesus, globally, including America, our hope is in Christ. Our peace is in him. Our joy is in him. So even in tribulation, we can have peace and joy. 
And of course, there is the battle. One of the biggest battles you will face as a Christian is the battle of the mind. Once you get through the battle of the heart that is determining to follow Christ, there's the battle of the mind because you're surrounded by spiritual principalities and powers. And you have to learn to rebuke them. I rebuke that thought in Jesus' name. I rebuke the spirit behind that thought in Jesus' name. I bind that spirit in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name I cast it into outer darkness. Rebuke it. And it's going to take some power, some fortitude to do that. And sometimes these strong entities are so strong that you may think the thoughts you're thinking are yours, but they're not. And they're dark thoughts. Well, why am I thinking about that? You're not. They're, they were put there. So you need to rebuke it. Anything unpleasant, anything that isn't normal, you rebuke it in Jesus' name. If you have... And I can tell you, you know, when you when you have your house and your home, you need to clean it. <laughs> and I'm not talking with bleach. Spiritually clean it. Pray for it. Pray over it and your property. Anointing it with oil, the walls, the windows. And call in the power and the presence of the Lord, the angels of God. You can do these things. Because it's a spiritual warfare. In me, that in me you might have peace. Now, that's the English. It's not going to be anything other than might if you don't get in there in him and walk in him. You have to walk in the light as he is in the light. Then you have fellowship one with another. That's why that scripture in First John that he wrote is so important. In the world you shall, you will have tribulation. That's it. Get over it. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now see, in America, there's a lot of issues that can happen. Illness, sickness, a lot of things. But see, in America... We have been rich, we have been fat, we have been conceited, we have been proud, and we have accepted godlessness. Churches today have pastors. Judgment will first begin at the house of God. Now this is not the time when you go before the Lord, you know, and you get born again. Well, we've already been judged. That's not what that is. 
Through much tribulation do we enter into the kingdom of God. But there's a whole section by Paul on the Father chastising. That's why when I tell people to read things, the first thing you need to read about ten times is the Gospel of John. Then you need to read and meditate on John 1, John 3, and get into John 10 through 18, I think it is, that section there. Because these are all very pertinent. And then you can go to the rest of the word. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now you see that? Hearts and minds. If you want peace of mind, you're going to need peace of heart. But you need to understand, without Christ you can do nothing. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now see, thanksgiving is important. I'm not talking about the, the holiday. I'm talking about your thanksgiving to God and praising of him and thanking him because that's important you have to thank the creator you got to thank the lord you got to bless them you got to rejoice thank you for this good day thank you for you know just be thankful I go out at night, look up at the stars, I thank the Lord for the gorgeous night. Or the gorgeous morning. Just be thankful. But see, in everything, see, and as believers, sometimes we plow ahead. Well, it's not that big a deal. You know, we're doing good. So you don't pray about it. Pray about everything. If it's real bad, then you supplicate. You you seek the Lord harder. You fast. You pray. I like the... In, uh, you know, the wording here. But let your requests be made known unto God. Your requests. It's, you know, calling up, you know, McDonald's and, well, I want a hamburger and I request that you, you know, put a little extra ketchup in there. <laughs> you know, we'll just drive up to the drive-in of God. Well, Lord, I want one cad, the old kind, not the new one. I want a nice big house. I want a nice big fancy church. I want good clothes. Now you probably 
you may have heard about the pastor in New York. Apparently, some thugs heard about this pastor. has a big church in New York City. And they came into the church during service one time with guns drawn. He laid down and they went over and robbed the pastor. $110,000 worth of jewelry he had on. Has a big, big car. You know, he dresses nice. And he said, I'm not going to apologize for it. I have a right to do that. Yeah, go ahead. It's not my thing. If that's what you want, fine. But I charge you to find any of that jewelry on the apostles or the early church. I charge you to find that kind of jewelry on the persecuted church globally. Sell all that stuff and give it to the poor. Because the fact of being successful in the eyes of the world does not mean you're successful in God. It's the opposite. And it's not that God wants you to be a pauper. But just seek him. He'll take care of you. And there's going to be trials. And there's going to be correction. You're not perfect. You're going to sin again. And you sin, you know. You know, the old saying was, you know. When we look at sin, and we do it over and over and over again, well, he's a sinner. That's why he does those things. But you see, man was born with that innate ability for all of sin, Scripture says, and they come short of the glory of God. And again, the penalty for sin, the soul that sinneth it shall die. And so every person born on this planet is going to die someday. That's a penalty for sin. Then afterwards you'll stand before God in your spirit. And that's known as the second death. And Christ... And only in Christ Jesus are you going to find redemption from that second death in the Spirit. The soul that sinneth, he shall die. And in Christ Jesus we have hope. And he will forgive you. And if you make a mistake, he'll forgive you again. You need to go to him and be repentant. See, the inevitable and unescapable truth is this. Tribulation and trials will come and do come. But through Christ Jesus, in this end, this point, you are the overcomer. 
and it's just the beginning. Because once you get through this life, there's a glorious life with the Lord. I see another point of this whole teaching and these practices is this escape. Whether you're a believer or not, finding safety from harm or persecution is paramount. Any animal, from the largest to the smallest, when threatened, will try to defend itself. It's innate in God's creation. Even plants have a defense mechanism. And there's another point here. In all of this, when we talk about as well, comma, as well, to escape the, quote, wrath of God, I will do nothing. No, erase that. You must do more than ignore what is coming. And in today's society in America, it is dangerous. And you need to realize the judgment of God is on America. Our society is not the same. There are murderers and killers all over. And you need to get close to the Lord and pray for your family and understand where we're at. Now, I'm going to, in this... Next time, we will begin here at this point. And I've talked for many years. I've done other studies on the practice of survival. And these are really good studies to help you focus Especially on what is going on. Because we believe that the Lord is able to deliver us. Period. And yet, if it's your time to go or die, you're going to die. If it's your time and you face intense persecution and going to be martyred, then that is so. But you can still seek the Lord. Now Hezekiah, a good king, was going to die. The Lord told the prophet, go tell him, you're going to die. Hezekiah fell down and repented before the Lord and interceded. And God told the prophet, go back and tell him, I'm going to grant him more life. And he gave him more years to live. You know, folks... You can touch the heart of God.
And I pray that, and we're living in perilous times now. You know that. You need to protect the innocent, the young, the the kids is their target right now. And we have filth in this society. And the powers that be don't care. That's because they're immoral as well. And it's going to a godless system totally with the new God. That's when the beast arrives. In Christ Jesus we have overcome. Scripture says overcame. Past tense. Father bless those that hear this. Whenever they do. Move in their hearts. I pray for protection over them. Understanding over them. Help them father. Bless them. Guide them. Direct them. And keep them in their families. And help them to believe and to receive your deliverance, your redemption, and your hope and peace. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. Amen. Again, go to our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. And while you're there, check out the ads for The Rising, my new book, The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. And it's on, in, on many places. You can find it on Life Rich Publishing. You can find it, uh, the ebook is over on Google Play as well. But it's, but it's a lot of places, more than I can tell you here. But on my site at uh, Dana Glenn Smith. I've got the book page over there and I've got a page hooked up that really shows you where you can get it. You can get it globally. Get the book, The Rising, and read it. And let me know what you think. Go to our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. You stay safe. Watch over your loved ones. Seek the Lord. We are living in perilous times. The Lord will keep you. Good night. I should say, have a great weekend. Shalom, everybody. You be safe. Be found in the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.